This episode is sponsored by La Taverna. That restaurant in Abuja where you don't finish the food, the food finishes you. What's the perfect person if it's not the perfect time? What's the perfect poem without the perfect rhyme? Hmm. What is the perfect person if it's not the perfect time? You know, that's the question that kicked off this conversation between Anieka and Ezekiel and I. How many times have we met the quote-unquote perfect person? Someone who was good to us and good for us but life just happens what does perfection even mean and if we know it's unattainable why do we bitch when people don't meet it these are the questions no month of february is complete without an episode about love relationship and romance from the young god you know the vibes Annie and i went down this rabbit hole of trying to figure out how this pursuit of perfection is both a gift and a curse in the context of a long-term relationship, especially when things turn less than perfect. Keep your ears peeled for some hot takes because as usual, Ani's unique perspective doesn't miss. I love talking to this guy, man. And I sincerely hope you enjoy listening to him go off. My name is Rodney Omokache and you're welcome to The Young God. Broken down on the road, you may want to talk to some babe, but you'll be waiting for that call. But if she calls when your car is broken down in right time, mm. what's the perfect girl if not the perfect time, right? Yeah, <coughs> but there's well, the idea of perfection doesn't exist to me. I see it as a construct for performance sake. Yeah, 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 yeah perfection is just a good thing to, to aspire to. Not that you ever get there, unfortunately, right? it has. Fed, I think it has fed, but it, it has fed a very interesting kind of psychosis, okay. right? Yeah. This idea of perfection, because perfection also, like, to my mind, feeds idealism. Because idealism is, you know, sort of a, a, a conception of things based on their perfect form, yeah. the idea, or what we have, what we conceive to be their, their, their perfect form. So perfection has fed this... I mean, it's always been there, but it seems like there's almost a mainstreaming of idealism, which is why you can't actually have discussions anymore because somebody wants to have an ideal discussion yeah. that is totally devoid of context. And you ask yourself, why are people so given to wanting to have ideal discussions that lack context and so lack any real solution? Mm-hmm. You just want to talk. And whenever you, you see that and somebody says, well, actually, and say something that conceptually <laughs> makes sense, but contextually is absolutely unnecessary and there's no need to confuse issues, except you have a desire to find some kind of state. Yeah. It's, it's weird, you know? <laughs> so, um, 
I, I say that because the idea of perfection has fed, I mean, it's fed so many things and, and continues to then become more mainstream yeah. to me. So even the idea of a perfect girl or perfect guy, we all say, yeah, I know nobody's perfect, but we find that many times our evaluation of relationships is based on perfection, which we already know is unattainable. If we know it's unattainable, why are we bitching when people don't meet it? I guess it, it all depends how you define perfection, right? So one way to define perfection is the ideal balance between flaws and functionality. <clears throat> That's a progressive, like, okay, right? Okay. So in that way, to be perfect, like the flaws don't outweigh the, the, the functionality or the features or the whatever it is that makes it good. Hmm. It's still it's still usable. It's still you know, hmm. it still does what it's supposed to do. That's perfect. Hmm. Perfect can also be. Okay. When, you, when you're not talking about it, like relationships, what fits your life and your like direction or like your idiosyncrasies or whatever it is you're going with, like that could be perfect in that, my God, this is like, she gets me or I get her or we get each other and we just like have these, this like nice overlap of lifestyles that's perfect. At our current forms. Isn't that really what matters at the time, your current form? Yes, but the problem is making long-term decisions based on temporary situations. The state of, the frame of mind you're in, Mm -hmm. in that period, in in that period, and that period could be two years, three years, five years. But, and somebody fits it, somebody is perfect for that. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean that A, you will not change out of that form and then perhaps desire Perhaps even the exact opposite. Yeah. In which case, that person then becomes the antithesis. And it's no longer perfect. In fact, it's a direct contradiction to whatever it is you want to do. Yeah. Or you remain on track and they, for reasons of agency, decide that they want to change their mind, which they are entitled to at any point in time. Yeah. And then you no longer fit and are no longer perfect for. Yeah. And, and that'll be fair, right? But the idea is that. In that moment, you can you have an actual visualization of what perfect feels or looks like. It could change, and that's why I can like separate it from like perfect things and perfect relationships. Fair enough. You get, and even even with relationships, right? A person could be perfect in terms of your long term vision, because you could be at a point in time where you know like who you are and where you want to go. So whatever changes you have won't be like so drastic, like it will one eighty. Especially if you're someone who's like, unless life like happens in such a way that as it, police stops you and they shoot you in your, in your leg and no, see, <laughs> and, and, and you see, you see exactly. You see, those are also those are also realities that yeah. that then define it because we have absolutely no control on, of what those outcomes could even be. Mm. I think to myself, man, the people that you hear, oh, my mom went out and they had an accident and that's things were not the same, right? It happens to all sorts of people and it, it doesn't even have to be an accident. It could be stroke, it could be diabetes. I mean, it could be any number of things that just are lifestyle related. And so through no fault, no real fault of theirs, you know, in that active sense, mm. even though like in a passive sense, lifestyle <clears throat> is your fault. Yeah. Um, but when these things happen as they do, they fundamentally change people and the people around them. Yeah. Um, and you can't you can't really legislate where the changes will come from and where the impacts will hit and stop. No way of knowing that. Yeah. So you're good one day, 
and for some reason you feel sick the next day, or one, somebody feels sick. I, I had a friend who was who was like one of the best guys ever. He was like the coolest GI, one of the coolest G's I knew. He was a he was an OG. He was a great guy. Was and then was, just, he, and I mean he's still a great guy because he was able to get on the men. But for about five six years, my nigga just faded. Why? Because he had some liver issue. It's not his fault now. He was he was he was semi gone. Yeah. You know he was they were able to you know get things back on track. But his life was never the same again. And I keep wondering about his missus because mm. I'm like this wasn't baby girl's plan. And all of a sudden she has to be about this life. And it can happen to anyone at any time. So when it comes to relationships, the point of, that I was saying all of that to say, I I. I I'm beginning to try to place a greater value on flexibility and an understanding of self over fit. Because fit is a function of our understanding of situations and their relationships. But those things change. And life is, it's so funny. Here's, here's the other reason why I'm thinking about this. If you think about it, it's really absurd that people are allowed to make life decisions at 26, 27. Honestly, almost, uh, I'll use something like relationships and marriage. There are days when I think about it radically that nobody should be married before they're like 40. (laughs) Because at that point, you may have gone through a wide range of experiences through life. If you're going to live till 80, 40 is only halfway there. You're just 50% there. But most people make that those decisions at 25% there without an understanding of who they are or what could even happen to them. It is only perhaps maybe when you get to your 30s and 40s and you're working on your own that you realize mm. that life is a bastard. A life can hit you and hit you and hit you and it can decide to not stop because it doesn't stop for some people. And they ain't bad people. It's just life. Let's take a moment to pause and breathe. Relieve the tension. Whatever you're doing, close your eyes, take a deep breath in through the nose, out through the mouth. One more time. In through the nose, out through the mouth. Let's resume. As one of my friends, and when I found out some of the things she has been going through and is going through now, I'm like, man, what did you do to God? Who did you offend? Who did you offend? But it happens. It just happens. And when it does, fit may no longer be achieved. Or, or yeah, they may not be fit anymore. And sometimes people are then locked into cycles where they begin to resent because there is no fit, but they feel committed. Those who are strong of mind will make up their minds and recommit in their minds and move forward. But those who aren't fight and create even more conflict out of resentment because they realize there is no fit anymore, but they almost feel like they can't. So I, these days, now prioritize flexibility and an understanding of self. When I say understanding of yeah. self, understanding of self within the context of flexibility because the self changes as we discover more of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That is why we can believe something one year and the next year, we can't even understand how we believed that because we are changing. So when people say, oh, I, and this, I always say this, when people say, oh, uh, I want to stay true, true to myself, I'm like, which, which version? <laughs> 
which version are you staying true to? You're constantly changing and changing your mind and changing your outlook. One minute you are SU Christian, the next minute you are in the club and you're like, you don't want to leave and so you're then in the streets. It's staying, it's staying true to whatever version of yourself you are in the moment. Exactly. Mm. But if you're staying true to whatever version and you're always changing, you can't be true. We interrupt this podcast with a message from our sponsor. La Taverna, one of my favorite places to wine and dine. The space is fine and their chefs are top of the line. During the daytime, the natural light is just right. But wait until you see La Taverna at night. Intimate, passionate, elaborate. It sits atop the roof of Statement Hotel in Musetu. I promise you, it's one hell of a view. They serve tacos, pasta, Seafood too. And that's just me naming a few. A warning though, you don't finish their food. The food finishes you. Have you seen this movie, um, A Beautiful Mind? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I have. Yeah, yeah. Wait, yes. A Beautiful Mind, starring Russell Crowe, and Jennifer Connelly. It's about a brilliant mathematician whose innovative work became overshadowed by decades of mental illness. Based on a true story, it's one of the most emotionally satisfying movies I have ever seen. The thing had me feeling all kinds of emotions and at the end I was in tears fam. The movie is both a moving love story and a revealing look at mental illness. I highly recommend it. The movie is really about Alicia's decision and ability to love her flawed and unwell husband against all odds, to see beyond the present moment and hope for a way forward. Because it's possible for a person to have that kind of devotion and commitment and, you know, um, understanding for a person. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's because that possibility exists. Even though we feel, that's, that's, that's as close as perfection as you can get in that situation. When you, when you have somebody or when you're two people who can try like that for each other. Yes. Right? Yeah. These things, they matter to me and I see and I see them, I see it all the time in real life, but this movie really like brought it to my attention in a way that made me like consider it properly. Although, I assume that one of them is not like outwardly or outrightly just trying like be a dick. Yes, yes. And yes, be hurtful yes. and hateful. Yes, yes. You know? Which is which is a right assumption to have. Yeah. You see, you point to something here, just, just to jump in, you point to something here. Your conception of the other person in this process is important because mm. if you perceive the person as being deliberate mm-hmm. in their actions or if you impute intention, it becomes infinitely more difficult to make that decision to, to love them because mm-hmm. it is no longer seen as something that is done. It is then seen as something that is done to. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. Right? You're not the victim. Yes, you're not the victim. And it takes, it's easy to say to the next person, but it's harder to say to yourself that I'm not the victim in this situation. And that's the key thing in, in, in being able to, quote unquote, deploy your beautiful mind to love. Because I'm, that, that mind is also useful for other things outside love. But to be able to wrap your beautiful mind around the concept of love or of partnership with, with somebody else, 
means you have to be aware that when these situations come up, it is not something that is done to, or that must be the belief that is held. Unless you are, you then ascertain that this person is just really being a dick. You know, but you would have to sort of cross off several things to arrive at that point. There has to be a pattern. Yes, there has to be a pattern. And you, look, even that there has to be a pattern, bro, context plays a role in it. And it's, it's then left to anyone to decide how they want to engage. I'll, I'll give you an example. I, um, I have a friend and there is a pattern of behavior that this person has, that this person is exhibiting. I know for a fact that they cannot see it yet, right? I know that when they see these sorts of patterns, they change them. So there is a desire, outside consequence, there is a desire to improve. So when they see these patterns, they change. And I can now see that this particular strain or this particular pattern, they cannot see it. It is then up to me to extend grace, which in a sense is what you did for me, to extend grace to them that there must be a reason why this action, though negative, is being expressed. You can, you, I mean, protect yourself in, in ways that are healthy and whatever you need to do, but still your conception of them, even when you realize that there is a pattern, should you choose friendship, your conception of them still has to be deliberate mm-hmm. enough to not, in, not impute some negative flavor, even when they do it. It's, it's, it's a bit, you, are, you don't have to ask yourself who you're willing to do all this gymnastics for because you can't just be doing it for everybody because this is some deep shit. Bro, this lighting is good on your skin right now, man. I mean, all lighting is good on my skin, but thank you, bro. Nah, you, look, you look immaculate right now. You look, it's coming, oh, this, this is perfect light. Uh, shit. Yeah. I must yeah. look like fucking Angel Gabriel right now. What the fuck? Yeah, I mean, that, that would be a fair description. What? I can feel the sun on my skin. It's just scintillating. So yeah, um, you have to ask yourself who you're willing to do all of that shit for. Because you can't just be going around taking people's shit. You know what? You know what? Just to just to cut your, yeah, yeah. This, just your you're actually yeah. right. You're so right. Perfect is hard to attain for. You just have to like. It's, it's more about what you create more than what you find. Yes. A good relationship. Yes. It's more about what you create than what you find. That's yes. the best way I put it. Yes, actually, that's a really good way to put it. Yeah, yes, it's more about what you create, which means that you are both an explorer, a discoverer, and then a builder. Mm. Right? Mm. Um, but most people want to be explorers, but they don't <coughs> even want to be discoverers. And I, I think at some point I had to accept that my expectations almost, I mean, everybody's expectation, but I had to accept that, that that also happens to me, that my expectations of someone guide even my exploration of them. Because I don't want to discover. I already, I, I know what I want to find, and if I don't find it, then, then this isn't for me. I totally disrespect the uniqueness of who the person is because I have a preset idea of what I want from them. And so when I explore, I'm not discovering. To discover is to have an open mind and, and to just, you know, to encounter and to learn about. Mm-hmm. But when you already have an idea of what you want, I mean, you can have, have what you want, but when, when that idea interferes with your idea of honest engagement and, explore, and, and discovery, then the problem is with you. 
it's it's your feel. Oh, this is how I see it, anyways. Mm. Anyways, makes sense, makes sense, makes sense. Cheers, man. Cheers. This, <laughs> this, this lighting, yo, goddamn, I can't get enough of it. What is going on? <laughs> what is going on, man? It's very. I like, I like to think you get better with time, man. We do if we commit to it, but time kills everything. As Bramble says, time heals everything because time kills everything. <laughs> That's a doozy. Yeah. That is a doozy. Time heals everything because time kills everything. Everything eventually dies. It's Including the pain. So in exactly. time, it will no longer hurt because time will kill the pain. Yeah. I'm, I'm currently experiencing the, the best lighting. I don't know about you. Know, I'm, <laughs> I'm, what I'm seeing in this camera is personal brain. Like, God damn. Yeah. It's one of the reasons I, I love this house. Mm -hmm. So I can just give you like one Dior model kind of pose. Oh, see? <laughs> Shit. So you can tell that Anieka and I caught so much cruise on this episode. The sunlight coming into his house at that time was immaculate. You had to be there. The selfies I took were, oh, had me looking like a snack for no goddamn reason. On the real though, thank you for listening. I hope some of the things we talked about had you thinking and had your, your wheels spinning. And maybe it will help you look at your relationships differently. Because most of the time, it's not that we're bad people. It's just that we don't know how to interpret or um, add context to the things we experience with other people. And I think the more we know, the better we can, we can deal and build something truly unique and beautiful that will make us fulfilled and happy. And God knows that life is hard and it's so much harder without the benefit of a fulfilling relationship. Anyway, you know how I feel about that. So, if you want to hear more of what Annie has to say, he has so far featured on two episodes this season. This is the third. The other two are Field of Broken Boys and a debate on creativity, greatness, and excellence. My guy has serious words, bars, ideas, and just... He, 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 he's always, he's always a, a, a delight to talk to. Check him out on IG at, at Sir underscore Skywalker. And do follow the podcast on IG at The Young God Pod and Twitter at I Am The Young God for updates and exclusive content. Do follow, subscribe, share, tell a friend, tell a friend. Hit me up, you know, tell me how you feel about what I've been doing so far. And uh, I'm always happy to engage. I always respond. And uh, yeah, that's that on this episode. See you next time. And this is The Young God.